were coming for blood You could try and take us With the gladiators If you wanna rage Chapter 9 Crash! Crunch! I staggered and fell against the rubble of my room and the even bigger mess of the kitchen. It was chaos. Nothing made any sense. The stove sat at a ridiculous angle with two by four pieces of lumber spearing through its glass door. The refrigerator was open with all its contents spilled out. A gallon of milk glub-glubbed all over the place. Sarah! Jordan! Had they been in the kitchen? Had my mom? Oh god, no one could have survived being crushed under this mess. Rachel! Rachel! It was Jordan's voice. She sounded scared, but okay. And my elephant ears told me she was not in the room with me. She was out in the hallway. She couldn't see me through the rubble. I couldn't answer. I didn't have a human mouth or throat. Could I get out of my morph? I had to try. I focused my mind on my own body, my human self, and slowly at first, then faster, I began to shrink. Suddenly, the boards and sheetrock were no longer pressing in so tightly around me. In the hallway, I could hear Jordan saying, 911? Um, um, we have an emergency! Our house fell in! I would have laughed if I had been sure Sarah and my mother were both safe. Then I remembered, my mother was out. That just left Sarah. Meanwhile, I began to see the best sight in the world, my human flesh emerging from the thick gray skin of the elephant. I was still on all fours, but I could see fingers beginning to grow from the massive elephant feet. Rachel! Rachel! Where are you? Sarah's voice this time. She must have taken the phone. I breathed a huge sigh of relief. Yes, get here right away, please! I think my sister is trapped! My trunk slurped up into my face, leaving my tiny human nose behind. I cleared my throat. Could I talk yet? Jordan? I said. Yes, it was my voice. My own human voice. Rachel, is that you? Well, who else would it be? I asked. I didn't mean to sound sarcastic. I was scared half to death, and I get snippy when I'm scared. That's Rachel, all right, Sarah said. Are you okay? I'm bruised up, I said, but I guess I'll live. Had I been in human form when the floor collapsed, I'd have been dead or on my way to a long stay in a hospital for sure. On the other hand, if I had been human, the floor wouldn't have collapsed in the first place. What was happening to me? Why in the heck had I morphed? I had a few minutes to think that over while the paramedics and fire department and police and my mom and every person within six blocks showed up. But there were no answers. I had morphed without wanting to. The fire department guys dug me out of the rubble. They kept telling me not to worry. What did they know? Had they ever suddenly turned into a crocodile? Had they ever had uncontrolled morphing? My mom was home by the time they dug me out. She did a lot of yelling and wailing and hugging and crying. They made me take an ambulance to the hospital to be checked over. It was totaled ER for a while. I told them I was fine, but no one could believe it. No one could believe that a girl could be trapped in a collapsed house and still be unhurt. 
Then the TV stations found out I was the same girl who had fallen into the crocodile pit. So for about an hour after that, I had to answer really stupid questions from reporters who shoved cameras and lights in my face. I sat there on the hospital bed, wearing the black leotard I wear for morphing, entirely surrounded by microphones being jabbed at me. I kept thinking, man, my hair is probably a mess. How did it feel to fall into a crocodile pit and then have your house fall down on you? Not very good, I answered. Don't you think you're incredibly lucky? Uh, no. If I were lucky, I wouldn't keep falling, right? But you weren't hurt either time. I think winning the lottery would be lucky. Having the house fall on me, that's not all that lucky. Behind the cameras, I saw a familiar face. Cassie. The two of us locked eyes. All I could do was shrug. Do you have any advice for other kids like yourself? Um, yes. My advice is don't fall into crocodile pits and don't have the house fall on you. After that, the newspeople decided I was being sarcastic, I guess. They decided they'd had enough. Which was good, because I'd definitely had enough. Sweetheart, are you okay? My mom asked me for about the millionth time once all the cameras were gone. Cassie was right beside her. Yeah, how are you? She asked in a carefully neutral tone. I shrugged. I'm fine. I'd be even more fine if I weren't suddenly the amazing falling girl. Unfortunately, my mom was not one of the people I could talk to openly about what had happened. Cassie was, but I would have to wait till we were alone. My mother laughed and ruffled my hair. You are amazing, Rachel. It's a miracle you survived. I think we should all be thankful. Thankful? The house fell on me. The house is destroyed. We have insurance, my mom said. Then she grinned. Plus, we probably have the mother of all lawsuits. I mean, houses shouldn't fall apart like that. We can go after the builder, all the contractors and subcontractors, the city inspectors, the previous owners, the... She went on like that for a while. See, my mom is a lawyer. Can we get out of here now? The doctors say you're okay, but the question is, where do we go? We can't go back to the house and... Daddy! I caught sight of him looming up behind Cassie. My parents are divorced. My dad lives in another state now, but I get to see him once a month. Most months, anyway. Hi, Dan, my mom said and the fake nice voice she uses with my dad. Hello, Naomi, he said in his version of the fake nice voice. Then, in a genuine voice, he said, How is my girl? I shrugged. No biggie, Dad. The usual day. A little crocodile diving in the morning, then the house falls in on me. He laughed. My dad is very cool. He's a TV reporter himself, but not like the ones who had been driving me crazy. My dad is more like one of those 60 Minutes guys. You know, like very responsible and serious. At least on TV, he's serious. In regular life, he's not that way at all. I saw the report on the thing at the zoo, he said. I caught the next flight. It never occurred to me you'd be performing another bizarre stunt in the same day. Yeah, well, that's it for this week, though, I said. I figure that's about enough excitement. He laughed, and my mom rolled her eyes. She thinks I like my father better than her. That's not true at all. 
Not really. It's just that my mom is always around. Unlike my dad. Where are you all going to stay? He asked my mother. At my mom's, I guess, she said. Under her breath, she added, until the old woman drives me stark raving nuts. My dad nodded in sympathy. Look, I'm staying in town for a couple of days. I thought maybe I'd run interference for Rachel. Keep the media off her. They seem to have given up on this story, my mother said doubtfully. My dad shook his head. Don't count on it. They were just trying to make their deadline for the late news. This is a good human interest story. But as a fellow reporter, I might be able to warn some of them off. Rachel can stay with me, Cassie said. I know my mom and dad wouldn't mind. My father winked at her. Thanks, Cassie. Then he turned back to me. Look, Rachel, I have a suite at the Fairview Hotel. Why not stay with me till all this blows over? Room service? Health club? Cool. I mean, is it okay, Mom? She looked grumpy. Well, it makes sense, I guess. Right then, I realized that a wonderful, perfect, golden opportunity had just opened up right in front of me. Dad? What you said about all the talk shows wanting to interview me? Wouldn't it be better if I just agreed to do one show? Then the others would let me be, right? He nodded. Yeah, but sweetie, you don't have to do any show. I can get everyone off your back. I could do one, though, I said. In fact, what do you think about the Barry and Cindy Sue show? I heard they're coming to town. Both my parents looked confused, but I saw the realization dawn in Cassie's eyes. Barry and Cindy Sue, my mom said. Rachel, why exactly would you want to do Barry and Cindy Sue? I saw Cassie just staring at me with her jaw hanging open, like she couldn't believe I was even thinking about the whole Jeremy Jason McCole thing at a time like this. Well, Daddy, there's this guy, this actor, this kind of slightly cute actor. Chapter 10 I went straight from the hospital to my dad's hotel. Everyone had decided I needed rest. I didn't. What I did need was some answers. What was happening to me? The hotel room was on the 22nd floor. I imagined what would happen if I suddenly morphed an elephant again. I'd crashed down through 22 floors. What on earth was happening to me? I kept checking my hands and feet to see if I was still totally human. I needed to talk to someone who understood. Someone I could really talk to. My dad was great, but he just kept talking about how the floor shouldn't just fall in. After all, the house was only 10 years old. And while they were at it, why didn't the zoo make its railing higher so people wouldn't be falling in with the crocodiles? I hadn't fallen into the crock pit, and the floor didn't just happen to collapse. I had morphed an animal that weighed more than a couple of pickup trucks. Houses aren't made for elephants. I desperately wanted to call Cassie and to talk to her on the phone, but we have a strict rule about that. You never know who is listening in on a phone call, so would just have to wait. Instead, I called room service. I'd like a salad with poppy seed dressing, and, um, I'd like the cheeseburger and fries, and cherry pie a la mode. 
and cancel the salad. I didn't care about eating healthy. I didn't care about fat. I was hungry. It had been a long, bad day. I deserved some grease and sugar. And do you make milkshakes? Chocolate milkshakes? I used the remote control to run through the pay-per-view choices. It was nothing but martial arts movies, crime movies, action-adventure movies. What I needed was a nice, calm romance. My life was an action-adventure movie. The phone rang. I expected it to be the room service people checking back. Yes? Are you alone? It was Cassie's voice. I nearly collapsed from relief. I hadn't even realized how incredibly tense I was. I'm so glad it's you. Yes, my dad's gone. At least for a couple hours. Does your window open? I got up and checked. The window slid open easily. Yes, you coming up? Give me five minutes. Flick the lights a couple of times so I know which window is you. I spent the five minutes calling down to room service and ordering the salad again, and another piece of pie, for Cassie. I was expecting her, but I was still a little startled when a great horned owl came flying in through the window. All clear? Cassie asked anxiously. Yeah, but hurry up and morph out. Room service is coming. Morphing is never pretty to watch. In fact, it can be the most horrible thing in the world. If you weren't expecting it, and just saw it happen for the first time, I promise you'd run screaming like a lunatic. Especially some morphs. Trust me, you don't ever want to see a person become a fly or a spider. You think you've seen scary stuff on TV or in horror movies? Ha! Watch your friend turn into a bug. That will fill your dreams for a few weeks. But if anyone can make morphing not totally vile and horrifying, it's Cassie. Cassie has a natural talent for it. A natural ability. So she looked almost normal as the feathers sank into her skin and disappeared. It didn't even seem too bizarre when her own legs grew huge and tall from the owl's short, deadly talons. It was her head that changed last. Cassie has the ability to do that. Sort of control the order things morph. I can't even come close. Even Axe can't do it. Finally, the big owl eyes became Cassie's own deep, dark eyes. There came a knock at the door. I held up a hand to calm Cassie. It's just room service. You like pie, right? The waiter wheeled a small table into the room. It was loaded with my burger and Cassie's salad and two pieces of pie and my milkshake. I signed the check and added a tip. See, I'd visited my dad in hotels before. I knew the routine pretty well. Cassie laughed when the waiter had gone. You're going to have to be rich when you grow up, Rachel. I mean, this is all so natural for you. You fit right in. I grinned. I have a natural talent for spending money. What can I say? It's my burden to bear. Cassie got serious. Okay, talk to me. What happened? What? You mean you don't believe that the floor of my bedroom just happened to fall in? She shook her head. No. I took a big bite of the burger and chewed and swallowed. I think I must have fallen asleep. I was clicking around some websites. Suddenly, I was morphing to that big crocodile from today. I shrugged and took another bite. You just started morphing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I thought I was awake, but I must have been dreaming. Uh-huh. I dream all the time, Cassie said. I've never morphed in my sleep. I didn't want to dismiss the possibility it was a dream that caused me to morph. The alternative, that I was just out of control, was worse. Are you going to eat that salad? It costs like ten dollars. We all have nightmares and stuff. None of us have ever started just morphing. Cassie dug into her salad, but she was watching me all the time. I concentrated on my burger. What can I say? That must be what happened. I must have had a nightmare. And you morphed the crock, and it made the floor fall in? I shifted nervously. Okay, look, actually, it was my elephant morph. See, I think what happened is that maybe I just dreamed the part about morphing the crocodile. Because then, I went straight into another morph. And then, when I woke up, I was an elephant. Cassie looked down at her plate like she was embarrassed. Rachel! It's me, okay? Me, Cassie, your best friend. I know when you're not telling the complete truth. That killed off what was left of my appetite. I put the burger down. Okay, look, I don't know what happened, alright? I was online. I was getting kind of groggy the way I do when I'm staring at a computer screen. Then all of a sudden, I'm going crocodile. We have to talk to Axe about this. He's an Andalite. Maybe it's some normal thing that happens sometimes. It better not be something that just happens, I said. I could have killed Jordan and Sarah. It was just dumb luck that they were in the living room, not the kitchen. Cassie nodded. Yeah, well, we need to talk to Axe. I reached across the table and took her hand. But not Jake, okay? He'll just get all responsible. He won't let me do anything. He'll just tell me to stay home. That's what you should do. No. I shook my head violently. What I need is to stay focused. The more focused I am, the less likely that will ever happen again. I'm not going to let it happen. I really hoped that was true. I picked up my burger. Cassie stared at me for a while. Then she started picking at her salad again. Okay, she said after a while. But we talked to Axe. Deal, I said. By the way, it turns out Jeremy Jason McCole is already in town. What? She nodded. Then she smiled. It was on Entertainment Tonight. He's staying on this big yacht owned by some movie producer. He's out on the bay right now. We still need to figure out if he's already a controller or not, I said. I asked Jordan what she'd do if she thought there was some way she could get close to Jeremy Jason McCole. She basically said she'd walk barefoot over broken glass. I'm not surprised, Cassie said. A year ago, I'd probably have been right behind her. She grinned crookedly. Love is a powerful force. I attacked my burger again. So, we go see Jeremy Jason on this yacht? The movie producer guy could be a controller. That's what Jake and Marco and Tobias and Axe and I already talked about. We thought tomorrow after school we'd maybe go out there and take a look. Jake, Marco, all of them? They're coming too? Somehow they don't seem to exactly trust you and me alone with Jeremy Jason. On a yacht, huh? I mused. 
He'll probably be lying out in a bathing suit. Mmm. Mmm-hmm. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thanks for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, let's just get in and out real quick this week. I'm not feeling like staying too long here, so thanks for listening. If you use iTunes, be sure to leave a rating and review. Maybe tell a friend. I don't know. Uh, you can reach this podcast by uh, Gmail audiomorphscast at gmail.com or at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or on my new website the apocalypse that's like the apoc excuse me theapocalypse.com it's like apocalypse but there's a d in the middle uh where you can also find all the other stuff i do um that's really it so thank you for listening we're just gonna keep on plugging along see you next week my name is daniel I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.